It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the Giants huddle podcast as you do our rapid reaction to the Giants improbable 27-20 win over the Green Bay Packers. 22. Tw- oh, that's right. They had the safety, Bob. I'm sorry. 27-22 victory over the Green Bay Packers from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We're in the Giants locker room. It's just about cleared out here. Bob Pop and I have found a peaceful little corner. Not quite as raucous right now, Bob, as it was about 45 minutes ago. No, pretty crazy. Uh, you know, Giants heavy underdogs coming into this game. Packers, Giants both 3-1. and one. But The Giants played this game the way they've played the previous four games. I mean... They play to their profile. They're well coached. Um, and you think about the fact that you know you lose to Dory Jackson in this game and you've got two waiver claims playing corner against Aaron Rodgers and playing well in this football game. And I think it's a testament to the entire staff and these players to just keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. Yeah, and Bob, you you know, you, we'll talk about the defense in a second, but first the offense, you know, they struggle a little bit in the first half, but then they close the game, Bob. They score on five of their final possessions, all five, three of which are touchdowns. And that's, as you mentioned, with a bunch of guys that have to check in because of all the injuries they have all over the place. Yeah, and the Giants were 6 of 10 on third downs against the number one third down defense in the NFL. Now, obviously, the kneel down makes it 6 of 11, but it's a kneel down. And, um, you know, Breida comes in, Brightwell comes in. They asked Darius Slayton to play a bigger role. The tight end's involved. Um, You know, this is a team. This is really the essence of what a team is in the ultimate team sport because everybody sort of picks up where another guy drops off and they lose somebody, and I think that's a testament to Coach Dable in the fact that he doesn't let his team get bothered by injury and losing a player. It's kind of that next man up philosophy. And then this coaching staff does a great job of scheming guys for them to be successful. Yeah, and the ability to Bob to be consistent despite all those changes. I mean, it's very difficult to put together a 15-play, 91-yard drive. This team did it against a top-10 defense in the NFL with some very good players. You can't have sacks in those drives. You can't have an offensive holding penalty. That's going to short-circuit it. They avoided all of that. And just the efficiency and consistency, given what they've had to deal with from an injury front, is, is frankly something I can't believe I'm seeing. It's really impressive. Well, yeah, and also the play of the quarterback. Um, you know, Brian Dable has said to us repeatedly when we tape the uh, Brian Dable TV show. Something tells you the bar and the plane going home might be open, though, Bob. <laughs> nah, there's no alcohol. In there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, the bars in the air in the stadium are closed, but the giant <laughs> party will continue. Um, Daniel Jones has played a lot better than many people on the outside think he's played. Um, you know, there's been so many people, former quarterbacks and, and people that played the game that look at the game tape and they're like, oh, he's missing this guy, he's missing that guy. But when you ca- talk to Coach Dable, he's missing guys that sometimes have been not where they're supposed to be. So they're not even in his progression. And I thought he played a brilliant game today in the sense that he used his legs, didn't put the ball in harm's way. Uh, made smart decisions, quick decisions, and then improvised when he had to do it. And he did it with, again, not all of his front-line guys. So, I, you know, I think Daniel Jones is playing much better. That's why the quarterback rating is a slippery slope when you look at it because he's not going to have numbers that knock you off the charts. Say like Eli didn't have a great quarterback rating. But Jones uses his legs wisely. You know, we don't know on some of those runs, did he audible out of a a play and then decide that he's going to run it? None of us know that. But he certainly knows how to pick his spots, and he's playing winning football. 
By the way, this is Bob Papa, Voice of the Giants. I think I actually mentioned that off the top, and this is brought to you by PSE&G. Energy efficiency for game time and any time. And, Bob, one of those guys was Darius Slayton. Right, he's bided his time. We weren't sure he was going to make it out of training camp. We weren't sure we were going to be on the regular season roster. Hung around, hung around, hung around. And then finally, in a game today against a good group of cornerbacks, some very talented players out there, he was able to create separation, make plays, and even draw a couple defensive penalties. You know, I've always been a big Darius Slayton fan. I think there's something there. Um, he's a guy that clearly has lost some confidence over the last couple of years, and whether it was in the spring or during training camp or in the preseason, even last week he drew a, he drew a, he drew a pass interference, but he should have caught the ball. But he kind of hung in there. He hung in there, and I, I give credit to Carl Banks because Carl said last week that even though Slayton didn't really have any big plays, the plays that he made – Getting deep was a win in a, in a weird kind of way. And I think Slayton kind of took what happened last week and got re-energized. Was like, you know, I can still get open in this league. I can run by people. And then credit the coaching staff for coming up with plays to get him in space. Jones missed him on one cross that could have been a touchdown. But, uh, and then Slayton made a huge third down conversion. I mean, he makes a catch. He gets throttled. He could have easily dropped the ball or not gotten the first down, held on to the ball, and fell forward and got that extra half yard. Hey, Giant fans, join us on Sunday, October 16th as the Giants take on the Ravens. The team will celebrate Latino Heritage Month, presented by Ford, arrive early to partake in several plaza activations, including food sampling, salsa dancing, live music, and celebrity artist DJ Camillo performing during pregame warm-ups and select times throughout the game. Limited tickets are available. Visit Giants.com tickets to secure your seat today. And, oh, Bob, then you have Saquon Barkley, right? The Giants, two rig, big chunk plays. I think both both are definitely over 30 yards. Both might have been over 40 yards, right? They were they both were, 40. They were both 40. Thank you. And he's the guy that's going to get you those, those two types of chunk plays and those two drives let the touchdowns. Correct. The run was, you know, Saquon and the Wildcat doing his thing. But the pass play, that's coaching. It's schemed up. Because where they schemed him up. They had Breida and um, Saquon in the game. They had Saquon lined up in the slot, and then they ran a play that influenced the defense, and then Saquon is going to beat the guy off the line of scrimmage. That's easy pickings. The Giants get killed on shallow crosses a lot. This time they had the shallow cross of their own, the Packers. There, was a, there wasn't a Packer within 15 yards of them. And, again, Mike Kafka and what the staff has done offensively, tip your cap to them. And Saquon's been a leader. I mean, that's why he's one of the captains of this football team. And, and it's good to see him back playing at the level that he's playing at. And, um, you know, again, this, this is the ultimate team sport, and it's really fun watching a team play as a team. And that's what the Giants are doing right now. You know, Bob, and I asked both Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas a few chairs down about 20 minutes ago, and I tried to give them all this credit. You guys, great defensive pass rush. You guys blocked them. He goes, well, you know what? Give credit to the coaches, too, because they set up chips. They set up play action. That made it a little bit easier for us. Now, good. You have to give them their credit. This is Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith we're talking about. But, again, that's part of the coaches coaching to the game plan, to your opponent, to your personnel, to to put them in the best chance to succeed. And it also ties into the quarterback's IQ of – Daniel Jones was extremely mobile in the pocket without running. Uh, He did a great job of climbing the pocket, sliding in the pocket, creating some passing lanes for himself, extending plays, and when he was flushed out of the pocket, made good decisions. So, again, it's the ultimate team sport, and you're seeing everything from the coaching to the players' execution kind of all coming together, and that's how you get to 4-1. and And almost a Philly special. But, again, Bellinger, think about this. Design, the play is designed for him to, one of the options is to throw, the other is to run. The wherewithal for a rookie 
to see the guy in his face and make the right decision to run it, right? It just shows they draft smart players, they're coached well to make decisions in those situations. Yeah, and even Kadarius Tony in week one, if you remember in Tennessee, they had yeah. a play designed for him to throw it. And he, he was disciplined. He didn't see it there. He didn't have the grip on the ball. So many times you see players when that play is called, it's like, oh, my God, I'm definitely going to throw it. I'm going oh, to throw it. <laughs> you know, and, and I think Bellinger took a little contact in the backfield, did a really nice job to not get brought down for a negative play, and then saw what was in front of him and said, hey, he's covered. I'm lowering my shoulder and going. And, you know, the rookie's got a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown now this year. And, uh, I think the Giants are really pleased with that draft pick at this point. Let's go to defense and tip the cap to Dexter Lawrence. Maybe the biggest defensive play of the game. The Packers, I think, had scored on the previous two or three possessions. Third quarter, they get the ball back trying to answer the Giants. They get it into Giants territory. They cross the 50. And then Dexter Lawrence, a huge third down sack and a bull rush, and that really turned the game for the defense. No doubt, because if they get plus yardage on that play, even if they don't convert the third down, they're in field goal range, and they're going to answer the Giants' touchdown with a field goal attempt. And instead, you force a punt, you get the ball back, and the next thing you know, you're driving down the field, and then you get a three and out uh, the next time the Packers have the ball. And here, I'll give you a perfect example of, like, coaching on the defensive side of the ball. So you've got two waiver claims playing corner against Aaron Rodgers. Nick McLeod and Justin Lane. And McLeod got beat on a cross by Randall Cobb. So the next time that the Packers needed a play, they ran the same play. And McLeod, his technique... His coaching, whatever keys he looked at, and he was step for step and makes the pass break up. That is awesome to see that because that means a player is paying attention, he's listening, he's accepting coaching, and he's being coached properly. Uh, The other thing was they must have seen some keys because when the ball was on that hash on the third and two at the end of the game, you know, the Giants got pressure. I think Thibodeau knocked that ball away. And then on the fourth and two, Rodgers was looking to his right, and they must have seen something tendency-wise that this is where he wants to go with the ball, and they sent the blitz coming from that side, and Xavier McKinney basically ended the game. Yeah, and all the guys sit down here that, you know, Coach Dable and Coach Martindale were telling them, get your hands up on these blitzes because they know Rodgers is going to get rid of it quick enough or you're not going to get the sack, but you can still impact the play if you get your hands up in those passing lanes. And they probably had, what, four or five of those over the course of the game's batted passes? Yeah, they had a bunch of tip balls in this football game, and and I thought they really did a good job with their pass rush. They got pressure when they needed to. Uh, I think they wound up finishing with two sacks in the game. But, you know, they they knocked Rodgers around a little bit, especially in the second half. And uh, I think it's a testament to, again, the defensive staff now, taking a look at what they have and putting players in a position to be as successful as they can be and let the chips fall when they may. Giants TV, the Giants' official connected TV streaming app, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants' mobile app. All right, big picture here now, Bob. Unless you have something else on the defense you want to get to? That's about it. I agree. Big picture now. You know, we all didn't have high expectations going into this year, right? A lot of, you know, rebuilding the roster. You had to tear it down before you build it up. And now you're sitting here. You beat Aaron Rodgers in London. You're 4-1. How should Giant fans now think about this team moving forward? Very excited. Very excited. I mean, listen, the Giants have won as many games as they won all last season. They were 4-13 and last year. They're 4-1 and right now. Every year brings a different story. I think you I think you fired up. You're embracing the players. You're embracing this coaching staff. You're embracing the culture change. And then you do like what Coach Dable does and what the staff does. 
You go week by week. Yeah. You know, you don't do the old, well, we should lose that one and then we're going to win that one. Because every week brings a different set of circumstances. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. Uh, so you never know who's going to be hurt when you get in, come into these games from the opposition standpoint. And I think the best solution, which is why Bill Belichick is arguably the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, in my opinion is, is because he is literally a week-by-week guy. And he has preached that forever, and they've had success with that. And I think Coach Dable, having worked under Saban and worked under Belichick, has the same mindset. When that filters through to the team, you wind up winning more than you lose. Yeah, and then final thing I'll bring up, I'd love to get your take. Because I asked this to McKinney, and he, I asked him if he, if he thought the Giants played their best game today. And when I, when I, I meant better than their first four, not like the best they could ever play. But I, I, I did think the Giants had to play better than they had played in the previous four games this year to win. And I thought it's a great sign that they really did rise to the occasion, Bob. This was a complete team victory on both sides of the ball where not only did guys make big plays – there wasn't a big mistake in this game. You know, they had a couple penalties here and there, but it wasn't penalty laden. There were no turnovers in the game. There weren't these, you know, terrible plays in big spots. Maybe a couple in the first quarter, that was it. And it's just an ultimate team win where this team is just playing good, solid, all-around football. And when you do that, it's going to give you an opportunity even against good teams like the Packers. Correct. And they're not talented enough to make grave mistakes and overcome them. Um, to me, like the two most glaring mistakes in the game uh, – happened in the first half, right? The, the one situation where um, on the very first series of the game, you got a chance for a three and out. Rodgers scrambled. The Giants didn't have full plaster, and he makes one of these off-schedule throws through traffic, and they wind up getting a first down. And then the other one was near the end of the first half in a third and manageable. You get called for a false start, got you to third and eight. You wind up not converting. You wind up kicking a field goal. Um, so but they're minimizing the mistakes. They're playing smart football. And you know what? Giants fans deserve some fun to watch because it's been horrible for the last five years. And um, it's really cool to see this new staff come in and do what they're doing. It is a lot of fun. Bob, enjoy your flight home, and we'll talk to you for the – we'll see you do the Brian Dable show on uh, Monday with Carl Banks. That's right. We're going to fly back. We're all flying back right after the game here. We land at like 1 a.m., and then – We'll be shooting the Coach Dable show sometime on Monday afternoon. Can't wait. Make sure you guys go check it out on the Giants YouTube channel and, of course, everywhere else, uh, Giants app, Giants TV, all that good stuff. For Bob Papa, I'm John Schmelk. That's your Rapid Reaction Giants Huddle Podcast. We depart from London victorious, defeating the Green Bay Packers in this game, 27-22. For Bob Papa, I'm John Schmelk. Check out the Giants Huddle Podcast. And if you're listening to this, go to the episode previous. Bob had a chance to catch up with the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell. That's the previous episode on the Giants Huddle Podcast. Make sure you go check that out. For Bob, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time on the John Settle Podcast.